At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It is the Rocket Shop. Good evening. I'm your host, Tom Proxy, and with me tonight is Lillian and the Muses. Hello. Hello. It is great to be here. Uh, it's great to have you on. Um, we like kicking off with a song, so what are you going to play as, uh, to start? We are going to do Cigarettes, which is the first song off of my new EP, Lillian and the Muses. different if we're just friends and i don't mind is a waste of time so like a child i still try to pretend but somehow i could have loved for another but i'll never see through to the end because you still got my number and i already have another lover but you're still stuck under my covers and daydreams of our memories last summer You'd be mine and I'd be yours Hot and heavy just like it was before But something changed when it crossed my mind That maybe we should put an end to this game Cause now you're gone and I've tried to move on I know that you'll come back to me all the same Cause you still got my number And I already have another lover But you're still stuck under my covers And daydreams of our memories last summer there by Lillian and the Muses. So would you mind going around and introducing you all? If you don't have a microphone in front of you, if you could pass the mic on as you were Sure thing. Uh, well, I'm Lillian of Lillian and the Muses to my right. 
Uh, I'm Eli Goldman. Hey, everyone. I'm Danica Cunningham. And I'm Ben Rogers. And for the folks listening in tonight, we've got a beautiful slide guitar, fantastic fiddle, and uh, an acoustic guitar to accompany Lillian. Um, that was a beautiful first song to start us off with. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so I've listened to your EP, a lot more kind of electro feel, kind of not quite Sylvanesso vibes, but definitely in that general kind of range. Whereas tonight you're kind of bringing that really kind of folky twang to it. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, do you kind of write to the same record or and, and kind of go about it like that? Because there's not every way you can kind of play electro or is this kind of just something special for Big Heavy World? Sure. So uh, the production of the EP is kind of itself the thing that was a special project. Uh, this is kind of what we're going forward with as far as performances go and more what you can expect from the sound of Lillian and the Muses in the future. Um, the album that we just released uh, is something that I've been working on for years uh, and had a different several different producers, including myself on. Um, and that kind of influenced a slightly more classic hip hop drum sound, uh, many layered vocals, which I can't seem to replicate yet <laughs> in person. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really drawn to the sound of the pedal steel, the fiddle and, and guitar, and I love having harmonies. So that's what we got for tonight. Yeah, well, that sounds fantastic. Um, so uh, if the album itself was a special project and this is your regular kind of setup, uh, why, why did you decide to go for that for the album? Yeah, so I embarked on the journey of the EP uh, almost three years ago now uh, and was working with a producer in Vermont. Uh, and they had a very hip-hop-infused sound. They were a rapper and beat maker, and so that was the direction that we were going to go, take my acoustic songs and see if we could make it something a little different. Uh, and I think that was a success. Uh, even though we didn't finish producing together, I ended up finishing the production with my best friends um, you know, from Miami and Boston and then Skyping it in here. Um, yeah, that's kind of just where we ended up. So three years is a real labor of love, especially being through a few producers yourself. Um, I've certainly talked to a few people who take a long time over albums, and it's definitely a mixed bag whether or not it's this final great release to have it finally out there, or it's kind of like, I never want to hear, see, touch <laughs> this ever again. So whereabouts are you on that? Well, I like to, th I like to think of the songs as having a little less permanence. Uh, you know, it's great. The song itself lives in its own world, and a producer can do it so many different ways, depending on who you are. So these songs have been been produced that particular way, uh, and now we're doing it tonight, a totally different feel. So as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're new this evening, yeah. Is there a particular way you, you personally like playing it, or are you this. kind of like, this, this, <laughs> yeah. this is this setup? Yeah, we like a living room, and I'm absolutely loving this instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds fantastic. Um, so in terms of the album, as you said, it's kind of three years in the make, um, how did you view the songs that you were kind of listening to that and as you said it kind of changes depending on who the producer is or the way that you're playing it the lyrics may say the same but the way that it's presented really changes the way it feels so um yeah did, did you kind of your perspective on these tracks did they change as the producers changed with them yeah, uh, you know, when it started, it was much more along the lines of a minimalist work. Uh, it had a drum beat, it had a bass line, it had some vocals. We had a ton of layered vocals. But otherwise, there wasn't any additional instrumentation. There wasn't the electric guitars in the background. There wasn't all this fun stuff that really makes it ear candy. Um, and so that's what I did with my other friends, was kind of layer on um, 
layer on the stuff that kind of made it feel personal to me, felt mm -hmm. more true to my roots than just like some classic hip hop, because I'm a, I'm a girl that grew up on a dirt road in Vermont, so. <laughs> Uh, so emotionally, you feel more connected to them to these tracks now, and, and the way you're singing it now than you did maybe when you kind of started out on this project. Yeah, I mean, you know, the journey of the songs themselves has been longer than the three years. I wrote some of them. Some of the song seeds that I planted were many years ago, and I only just harvested them for the for the EP. And now again with this with this different ensemble. Which track on the EP would you say kind of came around first that you kind of kept in your mind to? about when you made your first EP? Yeah, the first one that really came to life was Clay, which is the third track. Um, we won't be playing that one tonight, but that one has the, probably the most intricate of the layered vocals. Many There's up to 32 Lillians at once on that track. Wow, that must have taken a long time. Yes, it took forever. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually redid the bridge twice, so we re-recorded all those twice. Um, as obviously it sounds fairly labor-intensive, was, uh, was this kind of a perfect COVID project for you because you just had so much time to do nothing other than continue to work on this? I think it did. It, it definitely helped in forcing me to focus on it uh, since I have a tendency of overcommitting to all sorts of things. Uh, but this really did allow me to, uh, you know, and people just got used to working from a distance. So my friends who maybe wouldn't have been so willing to hop on Skype to mix an album were happy to have a five-hour phone call where I'm like, eh, can you tweak this? I want it a little lower. Were you recording this in your house? Um, so most of the tracks um, were recorded in a basement in Windsor, Vermont. Um, and then other vocals were recorded in my best friend's apartment in Boston. And then the rest on North Street in Burlington. Wow. Yeah. When listening to the album yourself, can, have you got particular memories about certain specific points on the song? Because it was just obviously made in so many different scattered places. Yeah, it definitely, it's a trove of memories if I really close my eyes and listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do see that you are also a photographer. I've taken yes. a little bit of a stalk of your Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, obviously, that's, that's something you've got enormous talent for, uh, as well as being a singer and songwriter. So would you consider yourself a photographer first, a musician first, or are you just an artist? Oh, I like just an artist, but I would, I would say mus musician first, uh, because it's kind of something that's omnipresent. Photographer is kind of a hat I put on or a camera I carry, uh, whereas musician is just something that I always am and something, you know, any moment could be influencing the next work, um, which I don't feel so much with the camera. With the camera, it's like the moment in front of me is exactly that moment that's creating the next work. Did you dabble in music first over photography and photography came kind of later that's why that you kind of view yourself as a musician probably yes I, you know when my dad when i was much younger my dad played a bit of guitar on the house and that's when i really started singing along and it really snowballed from there much before i was old enough to have a camera let alone use one in a artful way i see <laughs> do you it's difficult because obviously it's a it's an audible kind of medium versus a a, a visual medium um despite the fact that so much of that is just so interconnected these days, uh, do you feel one influences the other in any way, shape, or form? Or are you kind of like, this is my photography box, and this is my music box, and the two do not mix? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of music videos, so I do see the middle ground. Uh, I'm, you know, I have released uh, two different music videos at this point. There's another one coming out in the next couple of weeks uh, for the next song that we're going to play, actually. And, uh, yeah, for me... Every song that I write has a visual component in my mind. Most of them are narrative or experiences, ideas from dreams that I've had, places I've been, loves I've had, lost, all of those sorts of things. Uh, and that does 
for me, create a narrative. Uh, and I love to express that through video and photo too. Yeah. Are you the sort of person that walks down the street with the headphones in and you kind of just imagining yourself in, yes. in that music yes. video? Yes, and write down exactly what the music video is second to second of the song. <laughs> what lenses I'm using and what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, so I, I watched a cigarettes video, really well produced. Thank uh, you. Great little mini story as well. Um, nice surprise twist at the end. Thank you. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, about the production of that music video. Like from, from the big concept, which obviously came when you were walking down the street or listening to something in your own head, uh, to to the kind of end and the end product because it's, it's very professionally done. It's very sharp. Thank you. Yeah, the the, uh, the inspiration for that song, I remember I got the hook when I was driving down North Street one day, way long ago. I was living on Loomis at the time and it just like, ah, you might not smoke cigarettes, but that's not the only thing that burns. Like, <laughs> I smelled a little snarky that day. Um, but, you know, as far as the production of the video, that really was for me the perfect COVID project. Um, I made my way out to California. I did a solo road trip. Um, and I drove 10,000 miles to and from uh, Vermont to LA and back. And uh, it was, it was kind of wild, but I went out there because I really wanted to work with this videographer, uh, Alyssa Weil, who is uh, the founder of Holy Smoke Photography, and she was incredible. Um, and we created two music videos together, the cigarettes video and the one that's just about to come out, Devil in the Details. Was uh, play not our option? Was it too romantic to do the whole going across, uh, going across the entire country? Was that, is that what is that what grabbed you, or is there other reasons why? I mean, I, I didn't want to turn down the opportunity and the adventure. That's for sure. Um, but I really just wanted to work work with her, and she had so much going on in LA that I wanted to make sure that I wasn't disrupting her life to make a music video. I wanted to do a shot on roller skates on the Venice boardwalk. I mean, that just sounded perfect to me. So. It's a classic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I would love to hear another song, and obviously you're going to sing the next one from the new video that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, so. we'd love to. So this is Devil in the Details. If you fell from grace where does that leave you? And how do I please you? If I live to serve There's an angel on my shoulder But you whisper in my ear Tell me everything I never thought I'd want to hear And you speak so clear But the devil's in the details And good and bad is just a tip of the scales And I would walk a sweetness danger in your kiss brings me back for more 
Who's the stranger in the mirror? Cause I don't recognize that girl Twisted my It's a dangerous game that we play To hope the cards all fall right away And you don't have to ask me to stay There by Lillian and the Muses. Now I've got to ask after seeing this cigarette video, what what we got to uh, expect for the Devil in the Details video? Well, it is spooky season. Happy first day of fall, everyone. Uh, definitely something a little darker. We're looking at more of the reds and the blacks, and uh, we filmed that uh, at a sand dune uh, four hours outside of LA. So definitely getting a little creepy. Is uh, is it got kind of uh, the same? It's got a narrative in the same way the cigarette video has got a narrative. There is, is an all-encompassing story, or is it kind of more ethereal and you kind of pick out your own meaning? I would say ethereal, but there's definitely a metaphorical storyline, a representative storyline. Not, not so um, exact and, and uh, yeah, like you said, narrative. Not really. Not this one. A okay. little different. I gave Alyssa a little bit more free will as far as uh, what we can do with this, so... Uh, so as you say that, I mean, how 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 is that for you? Someone took three hours to make an album, uh, three hours, sorry, three years to make an <laughs> I album. I did it three real hours, quick. Three hours would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, someone took three years to make an album. Um, would, are you the sort of person that really has to, you know, have it perfect in your in your mind uh, before you're kind of ready to let it go? I'm a bit of a stickler, but I'm I'm also very confident in the artistic integrity of the people I work with and and the people that I hire to do work with. Um, so that's really important to me. I'm not going to choose to do a project with you if I don't trust your creative eye or your creative ear. Uh, so with Alyssa, it was it was really easy for me to hand over uh, the reins. And she also respects my experience in photography and, and what have you. So us being able to collaborate and go back and forth has been really a really positive experience. I have had not so great experiences working with other uh, visualists and uh, people who do specifically video work. It can be a challenge because, you know, whether or not that's a good shot, I don't like it of me. So we're not using it. 
Uh, is it because you're a photographer and, and you kind of can see what a good shot is and, and can frame things in the way that you feel is aesthetically most pleasing? Is, is that why you sometimes have that, give that pushback? I'm sure that it has something to do with it. I think a lot of it has to do with the ego and vanity too. You know, you see a shot of yourself and you're like, oh, that's not the one, you know? And then you see one and you love it. Yeah. And uh, But, it, you know, the lighting's not as great. Well, which, which choice are you going to choose? The more aesthetically pleasing one or the one where you like your smile? Uh, it really depends. And sometimes the best part about hiring someone else who, who is also a professional in that space is they can say, you look fine in all the shots. Just, just take this one. This one's better. I like this one. To be honest, if I'm paying a photographer to uh, work for me, I want them to say more than I look fine. Amazing, beautiful, <laughs> yeah. radiant. Oh, yeah, so Alyssa's Al <laughs> a little more complimentary than just, you're fine, you're fine, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, was going to mention, um, especially in comparison to, to the album, you, you, that last song was obviously quite melancholy. It was, uh, yeah, as you said, ethereal. Um, in the album, there there is this really interesting juxtaposition between the lyrics that you're writing about, which seems to be about heartbreak or love lost or, or something a little bit darker, this is the, the way it kind of comes across, which is seems lighthearted and fun and playful. Um, it's one of those ones where you can really listen to the lyrics to kind of understand what that song's really about. Uh, is that intentional or is 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 that something that kind of just came about? I'm I'm definitely one to just let the music come however it wants to come. For example, Devil in the Details, the moment that it came to me, there was a, a fan on, because it was super hot in Burlington that day, and I'd just gone on a run, and I was laying on my yoga mat, and I started humming along to the fan, and boom, it was there. Um, cigarettes was a little different. I was driving down the street. Uh, whatever form it comes to me in, I try to respect that. Uh, and, you know, kind of a little reflection of that ideology is in the title of this group, Lillian and the Muses. If the Muses speak to me, I listen, and I don't question it too much. So, uh, would you say the muses are the people around you right now, or the muses kind of just the, the, the vibes you're getting, or is this both? So, I am Lillian and the muses, but mm. these are also the muses with me here tonight. Um, the Lillian and the muses name is kind of, it works twofold. Uh, it can be with the band that I'm playing with, or it can just be referring to where I draw my inspiration, which is kind of these idea of ephemeral creatures or spirit or feeling that give you ideas in music and poetry and art. Bit Marina of the Diamonds esque. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so you said you've you kind of just brought this ensemble fairly recently together. Was the the kind of implication I was getting? So how did how did you four kind of come together? What's the story behind you guys as a group? Well, I'll tell you. Eli and I have known each other since infancy. Um, quite literally. And uh, we've been playing together for several years now, probably close to six or seven years. Uh, we were formerly in a band called Band of the Land, uh, which was a great like four-year project, right? And uh, so now, you know, we've been playing music here and there throughout summers and when we have free time. Uh, and I just really recently met these two. So I'm really excited to be working with them. Eli introduced me and uh, yeah, it's just been kind of grown a family, you know what I mean? How long have you been playing with collectively? Uh, this is our first show, all, all four of us. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. You guys are very tight, considering this is the first time you played in front of other people. Thank you. I'm assuming you practice a fair amount, or maybe you're just all musical geniuses. <laughs> we did some rehearsals, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, talking, of, uh, talking of practicing, you, uh, I did read that you're somewhat classically trained in singing. Yes, yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your history there? Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've been taking vocal lessons since I 
got a solo in a school play in sixth grade, and someone said, oh, you should take singing lessons. And, and I took their advice on that, and uh, then I decided to go to, uh, I started singing in the Vermont Youth Orchestra Chorus uh, when I was a kid, and that really fostered a love for classical music. So when I was moving into high school and into looking at colleges, um, I sang overseas, too, with a, a choir called the Mädchenchor in Hanover, Germany, and... Uh, like deepening my love for classical. And then I ended up auditioning for Berklee College of Music for classical opera singing. Uh, got in there, did a year there, uh, and then transferred um, via an audition to UVM and finished, rounded out my music career, like training there. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I mean, as a classical or a classically trained singer, um, how does that then come into the music that you're creating? Because, the, I mean, the people around you, I don't know how many other people are here, are classically trained. It's it's a bit of a different way of getting to, to where you are now and with so many different rules and, and so many different methodologies. Um, so how do you bring that over, that classical side over to this, while at the same time kind of allowing the space for people who are a little bit more kind of, they've come to music in different ways? Well, I think at this point, the classical training is a bit more subliminal than it is kind of at like the front of my mind. Um, I've been doing music in bands, like the band I was in with Eli, um, for a while now. And so that's kind of like taken hold, the idea of collaboration. Uh, also as a vocalist, I think often it's not like I'm tied or married to sheet music. Um, so I'm, I'm very much here to play by ear just like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it just gives you a far bigger range than you otherwise would have felt. I mean, it definitely helps with all the vo vocal layering. When I want to sing everything from like a high tenor part to like a soprano one, that's great. That's great because I can use uh, some classical opera lines. Um, in, in clay, you can hear some really high ones out there. Uh, and there'll be more music that has a lot of the, the operatic layering in it. Remember, there's 32 layers on that one track? Yeah, 32. 32. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pretty incredible. Um, well, we'd love to hear another song. Sure. So what have you got for us? Well, we are going to do, uh, we're actually going to debut a song for you right now. Uh, this track is called Sophia.
And I hope your shade of lipstick brightens up your day That the sun shines through and kisses you unless you wished for rain That the swans are swimming by your side as you walk home from the train Oh, Sophia Everything's bold and new In the pleasant type of unfamiliar We grow accustomed to Oh, Sophia, I hope you know That I always think of you When dusk is finally falling And pink fades into blue Oh, Sophia Sophia there by Lillian in the Muses. That was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, vocals, pedal, uh, steel pedal, absolutely just exquisite at the end there. That's brilliant. Um, does Sophia know that she has a song, song about her? Yes, Sophia is at this point painfully aware that there is a song about her, yes. I mean, at least it's a good song. <laughs> thank you. It would be far worse if you had a song sung about you and it was terrible. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so you did mention, well, obviously you're playing, uh, playing new songs. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about where you're going from this point, because I would suggest that you potentially got another project on the way. Yes. So there is, there are projects, plural, on the way. Um, like a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, I did have some time in COVID to think about what I'm, what I'm doing and what I want to do with my music. Uh, and, and when we started playing in this sort of, layout with with these specific instruments, I definitely felt more compelled uh, to write more music that was not necessarily anything specific, but that could be represented by these instruments. Sophia is one of those songs. Um, the next song we're going to do, Leo Moon, is one of those songs. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep listening to the muses. I, I don't want to commit to a genre. I feel like they wouldn't like that. I did like that you were self-referential in that song by mentioning muses, by the way. I did pick up on that lyric. <laughs> yes, <at least>. Sophia <laughs> is a muse, yes, for sure. Um, so there's no real plan to kind of put an album together. It's more of a case of now you've got this ensemble put together, then you're kind of just going to see how it goes and write based on the, the instruments the musicians got around you. 
So I will say I do have a pretty large backlog at this point of music that I'm ready to record and release, uh, some of which is already in the infancy or has vocals tracked, and we're just waiting to add a few other things. Um, I don't have a specific timeline, but there's definitely things on the horizon. Uh, the project I'm really looking forward to will be titled State of Romance, so keep an eye out for that. So that'll be the name of the new album? Maybe. <laughs> Very coy. Um, I feel, it's, is it a rare thing that you name an album before you've kind of put all the tracks together, or is, or is this a commonplace thing? I don't think I've ever asked this question. That's interesting. I, I don't know what you normally do, but that's, that's what I'm going to do this time. Um, <laughs> State of Romance is, uh, is something that, uh, not without, without giving too much away, is uh, a term that Sophia used once to describe me. Um, that I'm in a perpetual state of romance. Uh, and I just loved that idea, and I really wanted to expand upon it and, and look into the deeper and darker and sometimes lighter crevices that hold like the dynamics of a romantic life, whether it's between family and friends or with romantic partners or just your life with yourself. So her, her take on this was that you 24-7, moment you wake up, moment you go to sleep, and maybe even actually while you sleep, you're just in this, mo this, this perfect romantic scene. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should have an interview with her. I think she might know me better than I do. I think we, we need to get her in. <laughs> um, so you've also been, I see you've also been playing gigs. Um, we aren't the first radio station to be playing on, uh, also VPR and uh, WIUV, um, obviously. And then um, Radio Bean as well in August. So was that was that solo? Was that, was obviously wasn't this ensemble, this is the first time you're playing together. Um, so how did those gigs go and yeah, how was it with different musicians? Yeah, previous gigs, uh, it was me, Eli, and uh, another fiddle player. Um, and, and that was great. It was different. I mean, that's kind of the beauty, I think, of the Muses project, is that people can come and join us or sit in, and you are just a muse for the evening. No, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge commitment if you want to sit in for a song. If you like the song, hey, hop up here. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's kind of a, like you can just pick up an instrument and come in if you want, or is it? Well, I mean, you know, we like to process. have a little bit more warning right, than okay. that. But uh, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I'm looking to find other artists who I share a respect for their creative integrity as they do with mine. Like mm. we were kind of talking about with music videos and, and visual collaboration. I feel similarly with, with musicianship. Um, if someone feels like they have something to contribute that would really add to the sound of this project, then I'm, I'm all ears. It takes me back to a gig I saw in Montreal once where everyone swapped uh, instruments uh, at the end of every song, but they would also just get people on from the crowd to take up an instrument when someone wants to take a break. It was an cool. interesting, interesting gig. How'd it sound? Some of, some of the times it was great. <laughs> some of the time <laughs> it was great. What a good review. <laughs> Depends on what the makeup was at the time. Uh, if you stick me on like vocals, uh, you're always going to have a bad time. Um, yeah, so I also noticed with your, with your EP, you've got that really nice little cartoon uh, for the front cover and being a uh, an aesthetic artist as well photographer um, it, how much do you try and to bring that in not in like terms of influencing music but how much do you try and bring that into to you as a group Lillian and the muses as an individual as a as a group as a as an artist in general like the identity of Lillian and the muses yeah um, yeah, I think w with so many things, I don't think it exists in a vacuum. So any of the work, whether it's visually inspired cartoon or lifetime, you know, video, audio, whatever, uh, I think it can all kind of be its own living entity. I, I mean, you know, I am Lillian and the Muses. It's kind of strange to refer to yourself as a plural, but that is kind of the idea. I mean, all of this 
cumulatively is Lillian and the Muses, one of my hats. Got it. Um, and you did mention that you, you played previously with Eli in Band of Land. Um, what was it that made you realize it was time to strive for, I wouldn't say a solo project exactly, but kind of in the same way, a solo project? Yeah, Band of the Land had an awesome run, and we released two albums that we're very proud of, um, and it just kind of came to a natural end. And, and there was a breathing period before uh, Lillian and the Muses started. So it just, you know, was one of those things that ended, and Eli and I didn't stop playing music just because that project ended. Um, yeah, our musicianship goes a little deeper than that. Just yeah. one project, yeah. It sounds it. So, Eli, did you have something to add? It seemed like you were... Oh, yeah. I uh, just was going to say that... We played music before Band of the Land for a number of years, and so it will probably be planned for a Christmas number. parties and things, yeah. Right. <laughs> As a partnership of some two of you, as you said, you've known each other since infancy, how does that affect the way that you write, practice, perform? How? I mean, come on, you must know each other remarkably well at this point. Yeah, pretty well. I mean, um, our both of our fathers work at the same company, so we have known each other for 30 some odd years yeah they've, they they've worked together for a long time um and so yeah we we only really started connecting musically maybe um in like early teenage years at yeah the bird's eye building company christmas parties <laughs> um and and it's just been yeah that's that's how it started. And We've co-written a lot of music together. Often, yeah. um, a lot of the process for me is is writing lyrics or a melody or something, and and then creating. A, you know, I usually record um, kind of acapella reference tracks to represent what I would want instrumentation to do. And Eli is exceptionally gifted at interpreting those uh, those tracks that I show him um, and providing chords and and starting with the instrumentation and then going farther than that, helping. Um, kind of orient new band members to to what what Lillian's vision is. Because, uh, yeah, pretty good interpreter at this point. The Lillian amuses orienter. I like <laughs> that. You should stick that one on your uh, CD. Yeah, yeah we, can go with, tag. we can go with arranger, but orienter is okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, do, I like to do arranging. Um, my primary instrument is uh, bass guitar, and so I feel like that um, puts me in a really supportive role and kind of, like, facilitating the music um, from kind of the bottom up and holding holding things up and holding things together. So I like to kind of um, provide a really good canvas on which musicians such mm -hmm. as Ben and Danica and Lillian's voice and uh, yeah and more can kind of shine. And I hope to get him on upright bass again soon. So oh, yes. we'll be right. looking forward to that. That looks fantastic. I'm just imagining you on day one with like a welcome packet. That you <laughs> with, like a welcome to Lillian and the Muses. Come right over this way. <laughs> if you check page one, you'll find. <laughs> We've got a Zoom meeting at two. You have to make it. Um, so we're coming a little bit to the end of our show, but I want to make sure that we're leaving some room uh, in order to let you tell us about what upcoming gigs you've got and where do we find you um, online or elsewhere? Sure, yeah. So as of upcoming gigs right now, there aren't any on the books in person, uh, but we continue, we're going to continue booking shows. Um, but yeah, as far as finding us online, that might be the best way to do it. We are on... Pretty much every streaming service that you can think of. Uh, Instagram, Lillian and the Muses. Got it on Facebook. Um, and yeah, just give it a Google. I mean, I'd love for you to watch the music videos. Those are those are a labor of love. And the more people that see them, the better. I, I hope that you enjoy the narratives. There's uh, two. They're called Cigarettes and Spring. Yeah, Cigarettes especially very good. Uh, 
very much worth watching. I need to go go and watch Spring myself because I've not seen that one yet. Yeah, and go ahead and uh, you know hit subscribe so you get a notification when that new music video comes out because that's coming out in just a couple weeks there. So. Okay, everyone else, bar me, hit subscribe because I hate doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, what have you got to play for your last song? This is uh, another debut tune. Um, this one is called Leo Moon.
But look at the constellations We're running out of light And without navigation Chasing the skyline Today break so much for coming in thank you very much for having us uh, not at all this is phenomenal and when that new album finally comes out even though it's got a title already um please come back in thank you for having us we'd love to come back uh so catch us next week um we have got indie kingdom coming in uh so definitely worth a listen but for night this has been 105.9 the radiator the rocket shop i've been your host on proxa and good night Not violin at the end. Yeah.